Welcome to this podcast about Hilton Head Island and the Low Country. I am Jay, your host, and today we are joined by Charlene Gardner from Four Corners Gallery located in historic Bluffton. We will talk about the gallery's offerings, some of the artists that are featured, and Low Country art as we travel down 278 to Lighthouse Road. Charlene Gardner is the owner of Four Corners Gallery located in Bluffton since 1998. Charlene has lived in the area since moving here from Colorado in 1985. Charlene, welcome to the show. Well, thank you very much, Jay. I'm excited to do my first podcast interview. It's, you know, I love your title, 278 to Lighthouse Road. I'm sure you're exploring all the changes that have taken place in our low country spot in heaven. <laughs> so um, I'm excited to uh, talk about what uh, my gallery has to offer folks. Yeah, we're kind of exploring all sorts of things in the low country area. I came across your gallery. I was like, you know, art would be a fantastic thing because there's a lot of artists down in that area and a lot of the artwork when we walk through shops and stuff like that it's just pretty amazing stuff it's great to talk to somebody who runs a gallery charlene how did you come to the area well i guess you know i lived in Vail for five years and Vail is just beautiful but there's one thing about that high country area uh pretty much have snow nine months of the year and so we were really looking for more of a temperate climate and to be uh, you know closer to water. There's not really a lot of water access up there. So we found um, through recommendation uh, of a friend, we started looking into uh, Hilton Head and took the island packet and so decided that we give it a try. What are some of the things that you love about Hilton Head and the Lowcountry area? I think one of the first things, you know, that attracts you is just the natural beauty is just overwhelming to the eye. You know, the colors, the you know the the state of the trees you know the foliage that we have here is pretty spectacular and then as you get into the low country and you know get to know people the people are so generous and the people are so kind it's really it kind it really draws you in <laughs> you know between those two uh probably major influencers i would say that uh those those things are uh, are top of the list and you know and since i've been here there's always been a large infusion of the arts i think artists and artisans are drawn to beautiful areas of the country for their subject matter and um, so it makes it certainly very attractive. When you moved here in 1985, what did you do? Uh, when I started in 85, I started working uh, as a floral designer. I had worked at a, as a floral designer in Vail, and so that's what I started with. And then shortly thereafter, gotten involved with uh, another gallery that was on Hilton Head. Nancy Vogel ran that gallery for years, and it was a you know a wonderful learning curve for me, um, and which led me into you know the business. That that I'm in now. So let's talk about the gallery. Why did you start it and what do you offer? I started it, you know, Bluffton was just, you know, pretty raw back in the day, uh, back in the, in the nineties. And there was one other gallery out here, uh, other than Soba Gallery, which was, uh, started as a nonprofit. And I thought, you know, 
why can't I take advantage of the future of Bluffton and the growth that was about to come? Certainly, I'd had made a lot of relationships with artists on the island, and I had donated my time to the uh, Evening of the Arts, which was the Island School Council for the Arts. They raised funds, and that goes back to very early days of Hilton Head with the Perry family, the Bowler family, the Palmer family, all giving works of art to be donated um, for auction to raise funds for arts in the community and arts in the schools. So I I felt like now was the time to just go ahead and leap in and try it. And since then, I have grown to over 31 artists in the gallery and diverse uh, media from glasswork to uh, bronzes. And it's very exciting to me to see what people create and how they create and um, how they express themselves on throughout their media processes. What types of services does the gallery offer? We're a full service gallery. So we uh, we do custom framing, museum quality custom framing, if that's uh, you know a needed service. We do a crating and shipping. We hang and install. I will come and make visits at home you know, to see about art placement or framing of pieces that are in your home that need to be reframed. Often that's what I see when people relocate here. You know, they need to update or refresh their collection that they have currently in order to have it fit into their new home style. So we do do a lot of visits. We do do a lot of installations. We have just seen all of that side grow since COVID <laughs> came along because people were in their homes corralled up and trying to figure out what can they do, purposeful activity of some sort. Now, my knowledge of art is most of it comes in a frame. Um, so <laughs> I'm not very well schooled in the uh, we're in the art world. Now, my wife is a totally different, and she's like, oh, that's French Impressionist, and she knows all the different types and oils and all that type of stuff. Right. What do you offer at the studio? What are the different types of art that are available there? I have figure work. I have uh, oils that are um, representative of the area. I have a couple of artists that work uh, in a plain air style. They'll paint on site and then they'll take back to the studio and create that on a larger scale. You know, as I said, you know, I have 2D and 3D. I have pen and ink. Uh, drawings done by Doug Corcoran. He's just a low country love. He has documented a lot of structure and architecture throughout the low country uh, with his art. Photography. I have a you know nice collection of photographers, uh, both uh, you know realistic photography and digitally manipulated photography, abstraction. I think that I would say pretty much uh, have pastel work. A girl that does landscape pastel. You know, pretty much everything you can imagine. I try to be very diverse so that no matter what you're looking for in your home or what your likings are for a particular style of painting, you know, that I have it here for you to see and try out. We do allow people to take things out on approval. And that works out beautifully because... You know, you're in your home environment, you're in your home lighting, and then you can see if the particular piece 
you know, is to your liking and size and scale and so forth as well. Tell us about some of the artists that are in the gallery. Well, as I mentioned, I have Doug Corcoran, who is just a Bluffton treasure. He is just a delightful man who has been here uh, since Charles Fraser uh, in- encouraged him to come down. He was a a local Georgetown, South Carolina student who went up to Clemson and graduated with the architectural degree. And so I have Doug's work. People may be familiar with Wayne Edwards. Wayne Edwards did some of the first playgrounds uh, in Harbortown for Charles Fraser. He sculpted the the King Neptune at um, Palmetto Dunes. Uh, I have longtime uh, favorite Joe Bowler's work. Joe was a early artist here in the Low Country. He um, came to us from New York. He was in Cooper Studio and worked in the advertising. And um, he would create uh, illustrative work for different magazines. So he holds the illustrators. He's in the Illustrators Hall of Fame, and he also. Uh, moved into portraiture when she got here and built a portrait um, business that was uh, revered with a uh, gold medal from the Portrait Society of America. So I have um, his his old drawings and oils uh, of his that are just spectacular. I, Marge Egan has become a, a low country favorite and a local favorite with her photography. And Judy Mooney uh, worked in the uh, 3D bronze work. She was also very popular in her expressive work uh, depicting uh, Gullah Geechee um, population with her uh, connection to the black community here and um, so those are probably the you know top of the list on you know connection of you know folks that people really really know from history of low country are there any young and up-and-coming low country artists that people should be watching yes oh gosh i'm so excited um about a a couple that I have here in the gallery and um, they're making a lot of moves throughout the uh, throughout America with their oil painters of America um, designation they've um, become part of the that group and they've been uh, juried into a number of shows and been awarded a number of uh, awards throughout different shows that uh, they feature uh, throughout the country Jill does uh, realism landscape that make you feel like you're right there watching the sunset or watching the tide change or, you know, seeing, uh, watching, observing, a, you know, action out on uh, on a creek. Um, her husband does beautiful figure work. And um, so I'm really excited about that couple. Stephanie Amato is also an up and coming artist who's uh, also been, had articles written and so forth. She She's in Southwest and Plain Air magazine as well, and well awarded for her work throughout the Plain Air community. And then I also have Leslie Diaz, that she has just come to me recently. She's a new Low Country uh, resident, and she um, is working in 
figure work and still life and landscape and uh, also been noted by Southwest Magazine as a um, person of interest and someone to follow. So very young in terms of artists, I guess I would say they're, you know, they're they're not young people necessarily, but they're young in their, you know, in their careers, I guess I would say. And um, they're 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 striving for excellence and they're they're getting uh nods from lots of their peers in the art community now the savannah college of art and design is just across the bridge in georgia do you have a relationship yes. with them at all and do you keep an eye on what some of their students are doing i i need to uh massage that relationship probably a little bit more i i know a number of their professors over there you know a lot of their professors uh, actually live over here and I do keep an eye on um, what they're doing. I have artists and employees that have gone through their their school and graduated through with their um, programs. I'm always watching uh, what's happening over there and what's new, you know. I think that's the, the thing you need to check and keep up with the trends and keep up with uh, what's happening, you know, in the most current styles of artwork. And they, they vary so much, you know, whether it's traditional or whether it's, uh, you know, a contemporary. And I also keep up with the design world. You know, you have to stay on top of what interiors and what home styles and what kinds of accessories are being used within the homes. Why is it important for an area to embrace its local art community? And what does art say about that particular community? Well, I would say that probably the, you know, the reflection of your area and the depiction of your particular town through media is is very pleasing to people's eye. I wind up selling quite a few landscapes in the area that are painted locally because people really, you know, they fall in love with our whole environs here and they just want to bring the outside into their home. And so that's very pleasing for people as well as the history. As I was saying, Doug Corcoran, um, he travels around and will take day trips to different parts of our county. And I have taken a number of artists out on what we call field trips. And we, we go to different areas and, you know, document what's happening in those areas. You know, art is a great reflection of history. And, you know, we've seen that on, you know, large scale platforms. Uh, platform throughout the country, especially lately. And so, you know, it's an important aspect for people to uh, envelop because you, you, you just, you can see what was happening prior to your arrival. You can see what's happening as the, as we transition through time, both the population, the people, and structures and, you know, uh, locations. Um, so I think it's an important job that artists do without 
you know, some realizing that, some not just, you know, are so interested in painting the uh, image that, you know, they don't understand the value necessarily always in what they're depicting and the time and the time frame. It's like a freeze of a moment in time. What is your favorite low country art style? What would we find in your house? Oh, <laughs> I go all over the board. <laughs> I, I can't say that I really like one particular style. I fall in love with the artists and I just, you know, their view of the world or their um, depiction of the world through color or style. I have collage in my house. I have photography in my house. I have oil paintings. Um Joe Bowler painted my son on the beach, and I'm very fortunate to have a, a painting of my younger son on the beach. I like graphic art from, uh, you know, uh, Amos Hummel that has such a quirky style about it. So I like everything from quirky to serious, and it's, you know, I... I I think anybody who has um, the opportunity to sell and work with artisans probably says the same thing. <laughs> they love it all. <laughs> now, are there any challenges with art in the low country due to the climate? There are, of course. Um, you know, our number one is probably light. Um, we have a lot of light here and a more than most folks are used to coming from other areas, um, particularly the north with a lot of their more gray days, um, so to speak. They, they don't have as much light that could impact um, artwork hanging over time. So we use a lot of conservation and museum type coverings over pieces that are on paper. Artists have found that, you know, they try to purchase, you know, the oil paints that have uh, conservation uh, longevity uh, expressed in the, um, in the particular paint product. And then the humidity, you know, those uh, humidity is really not our friend and it's not our friend of works on paper in particular. Um, so we want to be conscious of how we store art that we are not using currently for one reason or another. You, you know, it has to be in a climate controlled area and preferably, you know, protected from the light. Those are probably the two biggest challenges for artwork in the low country. Now, if somebody has a piece that's been damaged for whatever reason, can you help with restoration at all? Yes. Um, I uh, have an artist with me that also um, does conservation of work on paper. Um, I have a relationship with a lady who does restoration of oil. And um, if it's pretty simple, uh, you know, work, then we certainly can do things right here on site. But um, if it's if it's bigger than um, what we feel like we can handle, then I push it out to uh, professionals that, you know, work in that uh, realm. You know, they, they really are quite good and very knowledgeable about how to handle pieces that need help. So for those that are visiting the area or live in the area, if they would like to come visit the gallery, where are you located? 
located and what are your hours? I am located on Highway 46, so um, just right off of the four-way stop, I am um, about a half mile west of the four-way stop on Highway 46, and I have a wonderful parking area, and our hours are 10 until 5.30 throughout the week, and then I'm here on uh, Saturdays from 11 till 2, and then I certainly will make... Um, you know, appointments otherwise if, if folk, you know, need to come after work or later on in the uh, day on Saturday. I'm always open to, um, uh, you know, other appointments. For those that are listening that are not in the Lowcountry area or don't get a chance to come visit very often, how could they potentially work with you to bring some of that low country art to where they currently live? How could they work with you and reach you? Yeah, through our website, we have, uh, you know, most we try to keep it as current as possible with, you know, which pieces are available currently in the gallery, but you'll certainly see a wide uh, array of artists on our website. That's fourcornersgallerybluffton.com and um, on our Instagram page, Four Corners Gallery. On Instagram, locally here in Bluffton, we do, um, you know, quite a few posts on that and we have artisans that, uh, uh, we'll work here uh, from time to time uh, doing demos or, um, you know, we, in the month of October last year, we did uh, Maker's Month where throughout the month I had the sculptors or the artists uh, creating here right on site and answering questions and engaging, you know, folks. And then we can ship anywhere in the country. So if there's something that somebody sees on our website or on our Instagram, we're happy to work with them and ship them pieces to their home. Uh, We have a lot of visitors that come through Palmetto Bluff and they come in and they may see something that they like to take home for their memory of their trip or memory of their wedding here. So uh, we do a lot of shipping, lots of shipping. What is your website, your phone number and your email contact? Um, So my uh, phone number is 843-757-8185. As I said, the website is fourcornersgallerybluffton.com. My email is fourcornersbluffton at gmail.com. Charlene, this has been fascinating talking about art in the low country. I really appreciate your time. Well, I really appreciate you giving us all a nod. I mean, all the galleries in the low country have uh, incredible offerings from artists uh, in our area and abroad. And it's a very exciting thing to be involved in the arts in the low country and um, in their, our region. Thank you, Charlene. Thank you, Jay.